Doing? This is Jesse Drew alongside Jeff Watson. Hello. <laughs> and we are Movies to be Murdered by, the horror movie podcast that you didn't know was missing from your life, but now that you've heard an episode or two, you're kind of like, I guess I'll subscribe because I kind of want to hear their opinions, you know, and we thank you for that. So yes. welcome, welcome to our wonderland of gore and horror. We are happy to go. play here. We hope you will be too. <laughs> we are friendly. <laughs> we are friendly. We won't bite, although we do appreciate when others bite. <laughs> yes, or pretend to bite or right. pretend to be wolves, you know, just saying. <laughs> exactly. Just saying. Um, yeah, yeah, we won't bite. No, others we're not may. Gonna... I don't want to put my mouth on anybody. Are you, are you kidding no, me? No. <laughs> I mean, I kiss my cat on his forehead, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Jeff, I am getting a little bit of a chill here. I'm mm -hmm. not even joking. <laughs> this is, I'm being serious because I know what movie we're going to talk about. Yes. And I, it's, it's so dang scary that. I just I've got it. I've got to pass the mic to you. You you got okay. to you got to do this, Jeff. All right. So uh, today we are going to be discussing 2014's Creep, and it is a Netflix film. Um, which I gotta say this, you know, and I didn't say this in our last episode because of the the way that they didn't execute um, the film, but. This is this is probably one of Netflix's better films that they've done, much less horror film. I mean, you know, this this is very well done and it's done in a way that takes the found footage aspect in a different direction, which I really like. I really appreciate that. So we're talking about Creep, uh, Mark Duplass and uh, Jay and Patrick Bryce. Sorry. Uh, I was about to mention Mark's brother, Jay. Uh, I'm so used to Mark being in a different role. Um, yeah, right. If, if if anyone has ever seen the show The League on FX, uh, Mark stars in that show along with uh, the woman who played Angela. I forget her name. Um, I think it's Kate Azelton. Um, I think I think that's his wife in real life. Yeah, that's his wife. So um, she she did the voice of Angela. Um, so yeah, I I've seen him in different roles. So this was this was different for me. Um, I saw this quite a while ago. Um, I know Jesse Jesse, did you just recently find this one? Yeah, I I only came um, came upon this recently. Um, so I've watched it three, two or three times since I, uh, the first time I watched it, which was a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, I agree with you. This, this, you, you know, like sometimes you think, okay, um, this genre has already like been done, you know, this way, that way, upside down and right side mm -hmm. up. And I can't even really think, you know. So you can you can go that way with the found footage genre, 
Yeah. It's been done very well, I think, best by the Blair Witch Project. And then, you know, lots of movies since then have done it really well. And then you're kind of like, mm, okay, like found footage. All right, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. This movie turned that right up, right on its head and was like, you're not getting anything and you're not getting out of here. Like, we're right. going we're gonna to scare you to, we're going to scare you silly. Yeah. Yeah. I so do want to. Go ahead. Go I'm, ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I did. I did want to say. Um, I did want to give my little info um, that I give every episode at the beginning. Yeah. The body. Ca- the body count for this episode is one, um, and it's a glorious one. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget. Okay, so this is a direct to Netflix um, movie in coordination pro- uh, with Blumhouse producing, and you know the main guys producing also, I believe Um, Mark Duplass claims that it cost them no money because they used a found footage concept, which means they could just use a handheld camera. And that's, that's exactly what needed, you know, what it needed. And they only had a three person crew. I, I feel like mm, you still had to feed those three people and you still needed, like, if you're using a handheld even the cheapest, smallest one, like you still right. need to, you know, kind of do that. And and you had to rent that cabin. Exactly. I mean, unless that was someone's house, I don't know. Right. But there is, there's costs, you know what I mean? And I'm sure yeah. Jason Blum is the one that's footing the cost, even if the cost was just a thousand dollars, you know what I mean? But there's still a cost. Um, we don't have any numbers on box office because it didn't go to a box office, guys. Um, I couldn't find any like ratings information, but I can tell you that out there in internet world, everybody rates this movie very, like very high. And there's lots of, lots and lots of praise heaped on this movie very well deservedly. So that's my info. And I will turn the gavel back to Jeff. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, we meet Aaron, who's um, kind of a struggling videographer. Um, he's trying to get some gigs, and he's not having the best of luck. So um, he accepts a gig from Joseph, who uh, explains that he has uh, cancer and that he wants to record himself for his unborn child. Um so Aaron accepts the gig. He goes to this cabin in the middle of nowhere. And uh, yeah, it's just, it gets wild from there. I don't, my thing is, if you haven't watched it, I don't want to go any further than that, but we will because this is what we do. Um, so pause right here. Go watch the film. It's on Netflix, Creep. Um, go watch it, then come back. All right, so I gave you a little bit of time. Now you're back, and we're back. So um, so throughout the day, things just get weird with Joseph. I mean, he's he's telling these different stories. He's 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 just he's just weird. He's being weird. He uh, they get to a restaurant and um, Joseph is showing Aaron all these photos that he's taken of him. They go, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm skipping over some of the story, but I, I just feel like I want to get to, I, I want to get to some questions and to some back and forth, um, uh, because this, this movie is freaking awesome. So, 
Um, so they um, so they end up going back to Joseph's cabin and um, they're drinking a little bit and um, Aaron's trying to get out of there but uh, he can't find his keys and then Joseph says he wants to tell him a story about um, something that happened there and uh, he's talking about Angela who up to this point we've heard that this is his wife and um, we're thinking that Angela is his wife and uh, he talks about going down to the dollar store and buying a wolf mask and breaking into their house um, and raping his wife. I mean, it's disgusting, but um, that's that's what he says. So um, he tells Aaron this story and Aaron immediately wants to get out of there and rightfully so. And um, so we see uh, we then get a phone call from Angela, which we find out that Angela is actually the sister of Joseph. Um, so that calls everything that we've heard up to this point into question. Uh, Joseph has been acting very strange. Uh, he, <laughs> oh my goodness, Peach Fuzz um, is the name of the costume, um, which, <laughs> oh, Peach Fuzz, yes. Um, so they had disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting um but yeah they um so yeah joseph's been <laughs> acting weird all day and um yeah so we so we get to the end of this and joseph and aaron have a struggle and we see a video and we don't know what's going on right then so we get this video and it's of joseph digging what we believe to be as a grave and we find out that it's Aaron watching this video because Joseph has sent this video to him in the mail. Somehow he has his address, knows exactly where he lives. Um, so this is ongoing, even though we think that Aaron has escaped and is free. He's not. He's still being stalked by Joseph. So Joseph continues to send him videos and things in the mail. and. Um, he sends him this locket and another video and <laughs> that locket was out of control. <laughs> that locket was a little out of control. Not going to lie. Um, it was a little out of control. Um, and <laughs> so what I skipped was Aaron threw away the first film that Joseph sent him. Uh, then he throws away the locket and then he gets another video um and joseph is explaining that he wants to tell aaron the truth that he's just a lonely person and he he wants another chance to to make up with him basically because he doesn't have a friend and aaron is his last chance so he invites him to come to this state park and um it's an open area is public so that that kind of gets aaron's guard down um aaron then drives to the park films um pointing towards where he's going to meet joseph and um never turns around um he looks at the camera a few times but he sits down on the park bench and never turns around and uh 
that gives Joseph enough time to sneak up behind him and put on a wolf mask again and pull an axe out of nowhere and proceed to hit Aaron in the head with it, in the top of the head with it. And um, yeah, and then he gives him another whack, but we don't see the finish of that because we then cut to Joseph watching this murder happen and he's saying this is you know he's talking about how Aaron is his favorite yet he's the favorite of them all and we're like wondering what does he mean of them all and he later on he takes us down into this basement area where he's got a some kind of cabinet that's just filled with videotapes and DVDs and uh, you know, right? Those are names, and they have names on them. And you yeah. know, right? And that he's been up to this for a while, and this isn't the first time he's done it. So, um, there were a lot of jump scares in this. There were a lot of well done camera angles. Uh, a, a lot of things that were done very well. But Jesse, I got to get your thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, good gravy. This was a great movie. I think this movie was an ambitious movie to make, mm-hmm. but it reaches all of its goals. You get scared. It it even like it's kind of even like telling you like because Joseph keeps jumping out at Aaron and scaring him. And so the audience we're getting jump scares. Yes. And so and that's clever because I think without it, this movie is so like brainy and it's so it's such a like psychologically like you know, scary movie that without mm-hmm. those jump scares, you kind of might feel like this landscape is too psychological and too brainy and this isn't really yeah. that scary, you know, but so it, it it's like, okay, we know we're supposed, we know what we're supposed to do as a horror movie and we're going to keep doing it. Um, and it doesn't feel phony um, because like you mentioned, Joseph is really weird. Um, he is the titular creep. He's a total yes. creep. Yes. Everything he does, like literally, is creepy. Mm-hmm. Even when he's making himself out to be the good guy or the, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Like, it's still creepy because, yes, he did mean to scare him, you know. Yeah. And um, right away after after um, Aaron goes inside the house for the first time, Joseph wants to take what he calls a tubby, a tub bath, and pretend that his unborn son is with him. So he just starts getting totally nude. And I mean, that's not something that a non-creepy person would do in front of a total stranger, you know? With a a camera. With a camera. And (laughs) like, but but Joseph is like, has already hugged him, has already hugged Aaron. He's already like been trying to like, you know, um, get inside his personal space like again and again um, and get inside his mind again and again, push like kind of like pushing him off kilter. I think this movie is just it's truly terrifying, like all of it. All of it is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I have a question for you, because at one point, you know, and I'm kind of going to jump and skip around here and there at one point i know i said to myself okay you know joseph is clearly you know he's obviously going to be the villain he's the creep okay 
But like something is really wrong with Aaron because who subjects themselves to as much as he is subjected to? Like, yes, he is a struggling um, young person who is like desperate for money, I guess, you know, um, he, this job is paying him a thousand dollars. He takes the thousand and he wants to do a good job. Like, you know, okay, good for him, you know, but Joseph keeps pushing him. You know, mm-hmm. he gets, he start like, for instance, right at the beginning, he gets nude. He's starting to take off his pants before he gets into this bathtub. And he's acting, he's acting out this intimate scene with a baby that's not real, that's not there. Right. And, and like with candles lit, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is wrong with Aaron that he's not, that he's not like, you know what, dude, I didn't sign up for this. Take your thousand dollars. You know, I'm out of here and leave. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many chances throughout the movie for him to Joseph gives him plenty of reasons to say, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what the heck is wrong with Aaron? You know, I think and, and maybe or, or is there anything wrong with him? I'm sorry. Is there anything wrong with him? Well, yes. And um, I, I think you you brought it up how heady this movie is. Um, but I, I think that Aaron represents society today and that a lot of times we're willing to overlook things for more money, um, to make money. Um, I, I think a lot of times we should see things that are red flags and we refuse to see it because maybe we're getting a check out of it or maybe, you know, something else. But I think that that is a representation of of that issue in our society right now. I hate to go there, but I feel like that's what they're kind of going for. Yeah. I definitely felt like that the money was like holding him. Mm -hmm. That was the money was really holding him and that he was like, all right, I got it. I, I, I can't walk out on this, you know, like I've got to be here. And then, and then he'd get like a little, a little validation. Like when they went to the, to the heart rock, you know, place in the woods. And then, and then Joseph is like, look, it's actually here. And he sees it and he, Aaron is like, okay, like, you know, this, this is telling me that this guy is real. This isn't just a game. But I it is a game. To, I got to say something to that, too. I okay. think Joseph is the type of character who does that so well. He he gives he gives enough of a look at him like, OK, well, this guy's harmless. He, he's a good guy. He's just kind of eccentric and weird, um, but he's not harmful. I think he shows a little bit of vulnerability enough where it it lures people in. And I think that's what's one of the many things that's terrifying about this character. Oh, good call. Absolutely. You know, he, he will, he knows how to turn what's going to, what's going to make the other person feel most like what's going to bring the other person back to feeling comfortable around him, making himself vulnerable or dropping, dropping his voice and like, all right, all right let's get real here. The real thing is that this or X or Y, you know, and I did this and this isn't right. And, you know, can you tell me something that you did that was, that was you're ashamed of? Like he gets, and, and I'm bringing this up because that, that, that scene when they're at the, the place where they're getting the pancakes, like, um, 
Joseph does say, like, I have something that I want to tell you that I'm ashamed that that I did. Like, I took pictures of you, like, when you were coming up, like, and he's showing him the pictures. And then he's like, can you tell me something that you're ashamed of? So, one, he's making himself vulnerable so that, and being honest so that he's giving Aaron a reason to trust him, right? False sense of security. Exactly. That's exactly what it's called. And thank you. Um false sense of security and then on and then he's making him vulnerable too by saying tell me something that you did that you're ashamed of so that he has the drop on him also which is which is very clever and extremely creepy and that's something that only a person who plays mind games would think to do that you know um so and i and i bring that scene up because I got, I mean, I got a sense uh, from their acting, from their conversations, from the dialogue, that a lot of this must have been, you know, improvised. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that they were sticking strictly to a script. Yeah, I, get, I, I think I get that sense too. I think there were a few scenes like that where it was just in, improv. I think. I I think that whole. Um, story about Joseph's supposed wife and him and the mask. Um, I think I think that may have been improv. Um, the whole thing about the baby, like in the bathtub, yeah, and the tubbies. Like I wonder, like I wonder about um, that scene where Joseph. Well, I'm sorry, Aaron goes into the closet and gets scared because he sees the wolf mask that he calls Pete that uh, Joseph calls peach fuzz. Mm -hmm. And then Joseph puts it on and he starts doing that song and dance. I was like, how much you want to bet that's that that song is totally improv. Like, but everything in it works because that's how it is in real life. Like, you know, it's awkward. Um, Mm. It's a little bit off, you know, and that makes it feel like to me, those moments like made, me feel like I was there with Aaron, you know, um, in the room with this really creepy guy. Um, I still feel kind of like, you know, like I, it's funny. It was like, I still feel like Aaron is almost just as much at fault, not completely because I feel like Joseph was a predator and he was really stalking Aaron the -hmm. whole movie. Mm-hmm. But part of me, like, I'm going to indict Aaron um, to a lesser offense than Joseph. But because, I mean, listen, um, throughout the whole movie, Joseph is basically telling him, telling Aaron all along, like, who he, who and, like, what he really is. Right. He's just not listening to it. Or it's it may be in a context that he's interpreting one way um Mm. he introduces the idea of murder you know um of the scariest thing that could happen to a person who is the worst fear when you're on craigslist looking for a gig a job you know or whatever that's you know you're gonna get murdered you know and uh, they're walking through the forest like you know and he does and aaron doesn't know where he is and he's relying on Joseph to orient him. He's following him around with this camera 
And Joseph knows very well what he's saying. And he's saying, hey, like, did you notice that axe that was, you know, or that hatchet or whatever, the axe that was, you know, in my front yard when you came in? And he was like, uh, yeah, I saw it. He was like, did you think you were going to get killed? Did you think you were going to get murdered, that I was going to murder you? Like, he's he's telling him the whole time, like, yeah. dude, like, like you know, I'm the big, and he's like his mask, the wolf, like he's like, I'm the big bad wolf and I am going to, you know, dress up like the granny, you know, but ultimately I'm going to kill you. Like I'm going to devour you. And it's, I just kind of feel like, you know, Aaron, his night, his naivete is like, it's just too big. It's just too, too big. And I feel like being that it's so large, he has to be aware of it. And therefore he's just like, he's guilty of, uh, of participating in all of this, like, you know, all these mind games and then ultimately his own murder, because what the F, how, why, why would you ever go to a park to meet right. someone who has been in, who has broken into your house? Cause at one point, you know, towards, uh, towards the end, he sees that the, there's been a DVD left for him, like inside his window with the screen ripped open. And he knows that, you know, Joseph has been there. And we, as the audience have, have a scene where we see at nighttime that Joseph has the camera running while mm -hmm. he is in Aaron's apartment, you know, in the middle of the night while he's sleeping and he cuts off a lock of his hair, you know, like this is now, not, I, I've got a question for you on that. Yes. As much as I love this movie, I got to yes. ask this question. Why in the world is Aaron shooting all this footage and not watching it back the next morning? Good question. Because I don't know. Because I mean, it, and I had a, another question for you too. And this just goes to Joseph how well he knows the the line of which not to cross hmm. when it comes to law enforcement because he knew not to give any kind of identifiers he knew not to give an address mm -hmm. or anything like that so someone like that who has that type of mindset and does what he does understanding the law to the degree that he does mm -hmm. is even more terrifying when you think about it because um yeah it, it's just scary oh i i'm totally with you on that my you know sometimes um there are some characters you don't get the backstory on but you kind of create one for yourself in your head right. um i definitely imagined that joseph had been in and out of mental, you know, psychiatric hospitals, um, that he has been, you know, in and out of trouble with police, with the law enforcement. Um, but it being, you know, super smart and also like, at, I guess at whatever point he started killing people, like murdering people, like being smart enough to know, like, all right, now I've got to keep a low profile. And his family knows that there's something wrong with him that, that, when Aaron takes Joseph's cell phone away while he's sleeping and gets a call from Angela and he thinks it's Angela, the wife, it's actually Angela, the sister, right? Like you said. And, um, and then he realizes like that 
everything that Joseph has told him has been like a lie. You know, mm. the, the, the pretense is now gone. And, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's nothing for him to do, but to run, you know, I mean, the sister, I mean, it was very scary. I think one of the scariest moments was that the sister was like, where are you? And then she's like, you know what? Just, just get out of that house. And he's like, you know, he has my keys. Like, I don't know where my keys are. And she's just like, doesn't just matter. Get out. Just yeah, get it doesn't out. matter. Just get out and start walking. Like they know, they, they know he, so that gives you a hint that like, either they know he's murderous just because they know him or they, or that he has been busted for murder or attempted murder before. And he's out. You know, that's what I, I just kept coming back to that feeling like this dude has been away at times, but he's out and it's a mistake and he's just been killing people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just it's the slow it's the slow like train. It's this like slow train accident that that that's what this is, because you see it play out in real time in in a newspaper or when it's dramatized for TV or a movie, it's just going to be very quick. Like, you know, a quick story of this guy who got tricked by another guy who's, you know, who really was a murderer, but we're seeing it like in like real time, like with somebody who like is being preyed upon by this predator. And we're not sure how, it's going to work out exactly because in real life, the only person who's going to know how it works out is Joseph. Mm -hmm. Aaron doesn't know. We don't know as the audience. And so that's what I mean. Like this movie kept hitting all of its marks. You know, it was a really very clever movie. Um, Such a simple premise, but so um, appropriate for this day and age. I mean, at some point it's going to sort of be dated you know what I mean? But yeah. it's not dated yet because people still use Craigslist and there are and there have been Craigslist murderers and killers. Right. Um, so, I mean, I I thought that I thought that and I'm going to ask you what you thought. I thought Mark Duplass um, was very clever in his gestures and facial expressions mm-hmm. especially his facial expressions and i mean this is this is where i i do think like actors deserve you know the praise and all of the you know gushing that people like you know put on them um mark duplass his brother jay is also just side note like really talented i saw him in this movie i think it was called like let me in or something like that with Edie Falco. Oh, outside in it was called outside in. Um, it was 2017 movie. If you, and Mark has a tiny part in, and like a, towards the end it's, and he's really funny. Um, but it's a serious movie. I mean, I think anybody, if you get a chance to watch outside in, it's a good, it's a good movie. It's pretty, it's not scary. It's a, it's a drama, but um, anyway, um, what did you think of how Joseph, would smile and sometimes be funny mm-hmm. and then smile and it would be really creepy or like it was like almost like a demanding smile yeah you know? it was his that that's why i was so blown away i think if anyone like me if you if you've watched the league before on fx 
then his performance in this was probably more impressive than if you hadn't um, because the his ability to switch just like that and even in some in some of the same moments being able to say something sinister but have a smile um it's just creepy i mean it just again goes with the, the theme of the movie and i mean just my goodness what he was able to do in this and i i will say this i'm not talking about slashers but he's one of the creepiest characters in a horror film that i've seen um i i have to give him that i think he does this role so well that he deserves to be mentioned as one of the the best i mean i again i'm very biased but you know i saw this film early on not when it first came out maybe a year or two after um and this was around the time that the league was really really big um so i i just watched this thing over and over and just watched it again uh to prep for this episode but yeah i gosh he was he was amazing so good i agree so good i don't have um i haven't seen him you know in in too many things like i said i saw him in outside in he has like a very small role in it though um um i can't imagine having like having known him like in a series you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then and then coming across this movie and watching him and just being like holy crap um he is phenomenal um, I think that um, it was him and Patrick Bryce, who is the actual director and the guy who plays Aaron. Right. Um, they both wrote the story um, for Creep. And I think it was just a really smart, I think it was a really smart idea. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, I was really excited um, to get my husband to watch this with me. Um I what did he, told, he he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. And he was also of the opinion like that, like not trying to victim bash, but he was like, you know, I was like, isn't I was like, don't you think there's something wrong with Aaron? And he was like, yeah. yeah. And there were because like there were I noticed that there were times there's like one time or two times during the movie that I could hear my husband making like a comment like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Why doesn't he just leave? Like yeah. or like I would I would have been gone by now you know and he doesn't usually make comments like that throughout movies um so i was like huh it it was it was interesting to watch it with a man Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um because this is a very male-centric movie it's like you know um two guys um joseph keeps pushing this like undercurrent of homosexuality that you can tell is making Aaron uncomfortable, but Aaron's trying to not be uncomfortable. Right. And just trying to accept like his friendship, you know, because Joseph keeps saying, like, we're friends now, we're friends now. Like, you know, and it's it's a mix. I didn't know if that was kind of a ruse that he was throwing to like kind of just confuse Aaron even more, the whole like we're friends, or if he was right. actually being sincere because like supposedly he's either like a psychopath or a sociopath and neither which are capable of actual friendships, you know? Um, Then I read that um, Mark Duplass um, 
kept movies he kept like a, a a bunch of movies in mind and one of them was fatal attraction mm-hmm. um he said he kept in mind and that made sense to me then i was like okay it's like he is having this sort of like borderline personality um break where he's wants to like be this guy's friend yet at the same time he's scaring him Mm-hmm. Um, especially after their day together videotaping. Um, he's scaring him. He's being too much. He's threatening him with that weird video of him burying, like, you know, ba- these heavy black bags, which one can imagine is him burying, you know, um, Aaron's body chopped up into pieces. I mean, he references that in his next video i mean he goes he's stalking him so far as that he's breaking into his house i mean it's all it's all terrifying because this is all terrifying in real life Mm -hmm. like in real life you know if you see a random clown poke his head out of a sewer you know that's that's something you know but in real life if there's somebody that if you hear noises in your house and it sounds like somebody's broken in and you've got no, and it's the middle of the night and you've got nobody to help you. Like, you've just got to deal with it. Like, that's really scary, you know, and you know that there's someone out there who's, you know, maybe really dangerous that's kind of gunning for you. Like, that is like real life scary. Right. You know, right. so I just, I feel like the movie was, um, was able to touch upon uh, real fears um, which to, for me personally can't speak for anybody else uh, made it feel like okay this movie is terrifying um, yeah thank you but no thank you <laughs> yeah no I, I agree with everything you said and I don't want to this is a cheap plug if you haven't listened to our last episode to go take a listen uh, but this is what a well executed film looks like uh, compared yep. to what, what we just reviewed um not to bash that anymore but um this is a well executed film um i think it's smart um you know it's an intellectual film as well as it being just you know having the jump scares and being creepy um I, i think it has all of the elements that make a great horror film so um i i will say that um again i i can't praise Mark's performance enough. Um, Mm. He was just, he was so good. And, um, you know, now that you say that I hadn't heard the, I hadn't heard that, um, that he said he kept those in mind, but fatal attraction does make a lot of sense. um, Right. Think about it, um, especially near the end. Um, It was, yeah, it was at any point I was, I was looking for a pot to be on the stove. Um, right. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I, yeah. <laughs> and like he opens up the lid and there's like a video camera in there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I, I thought, I just want to throw this in there. I thought the ending for this movie was perfect. I thought yeah. it was absolutely perfect. I thought that, um, the video that we're seeing as the like as the murder is happening um was absolutely perfect and um even like the the cinematography like how it's off to the right corner 
and you, you're seeing all of the, like the lake and everything and it's just great i just think it was i just thought it was so great um it gives you like everything you want like from like a slasher movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's really just super twisted because it's just this real dude you know putting on a mask yeah um and i think it's time to rate this movie jeff yeah yeah i'm i'm ready to do that and um if if you're new uh we'll explain it we we rate each movie out of five headstones so we rate it out of five headstones jesse uh, i'll start with you um and we also have another rating uh scale as well and i'll throw that out after jesse answers um I am giving Creep five stars. Five, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five headstones. I didn't do that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> five okay. headstones. Um, this movie to me is very well done. Uh, it's executed magnificently. Um, it proves the point that you don't actually need a big budget to make an incredibly scary movie. Um, or any kind of movie. It doesn't have to be horror. You know, the, the, these dudes presumably... You know, Mark Duplass says they had zero budget. I doubt that, but they didn't have a big budget at all. They didn't need one. Their their idea and the you know the improv. I'm sure they had like a loose script. Um, their ideas were so strong that it was it was just really scary. And you didn't like I didn't miss. You know, Joseph had on like basically the same outfit like throughout the whole movie. But what yeah. does that matter? You know what I mean? Like I. It was perfect. He was wearing running pants and and running shoes and a fleece. Like that's they're in like northernish California. Was what I the impression I got. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I give it uh, five headstones. All right. Oh All wait, right, wait. Let me let me just say one more thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do have to. I do want to say to if you guys haven't watched it yet, um, it does get a little bit slow um during like you know a, like a period in the middle of the movie it does get a little slow um but then it picks right back up and then you're like kind of you know running not knowing where you're going um which is which is a good feeling actually during this movie so yes i i agree with everything you said and i have to ask the other rating question would you get a tattoo from anything from this film? Um, if if anything, maybe the heart from the heart-shaped supposedly healing water spring that yeah. Joseph takes Aaron to, which is, I think, just a, a lot of, like, you know, bull crap, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe that. But other than that, no. Because it's it, this is a truly creepy movie, and I wouldn't want to... <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. want to have anything of it, like, you know, on my body. So I don't what want about to be reminded you? of Joseph. So Yeah, I don't want to be reminded of his creepiness. Um, <laughs> what about you? What rating out of headstones do you do you give it? One through five. I'm going to agree with you and give it five headstones. If you have not watched this film, please go watch it, please. And uh, spoiler alert, there is a second one as well. Um, so go watch both of them, please. I'm going to give it five. I think it is a tremendous, tremendous film. It's, it's a hidden gem, honestly. Um, yes, good call. I, I wanted to ask you, how did you stumble across this one? I I do remember, um, like, 
seeing seeing it around somehow. I think maybe just like scrolling in the past, you know, um, or maybe just on, there's lots of times where I have looked up like, you know, um, top 50 or top 100 best horror films, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then they'll give like honorable mentions, et cetera. So I think I've come across it just like in the general um, research that you and I tend to do for the episodes. Um and then just through scrolling, I do remember telling myself I might have had it actually on my on my uh, Netflix, um, like my list of movies to see, mm-hmm. um, because I do remember um, thinking to myself like, oh, this one's going to be too creepy, like too scary. Um, I'll watch it another time. But I am so glad that I watched it. <laughs> um, so glad it's just it's up there it's in my top 10 I I just think it's a great fantastic movie as Jeff as just as Jeff was pleading I plead you to please watch this movie if you're not as crazy about it as we are okay that's fair but it is cool it is you know if I'm going to tone it down I will say like at the very least it's a pretty cool um take on the found footage uh, genre yeah. so you add add add, an, add another notch to your belt on uh the found footage you know films yeah yeah it was it was really well done and i mean you can you could tell that i really like the the idea the fact of having the the writers play those lead roles yeah and i, I want to bring this up too about the league from my understanding a lot of that show is improv so um so i I, hearing you asking that question makes a lot of sense to me uh with that being that way but i think having patrick and mark as the lead roles with them writing the story and patrick being the director i think that makes for an interesting feel to the movie and it felt you could feel the tension you you were feeling tension on this side of the screen that Aaron apparently wasn't feeling <laughs> at right, right. Um, because right. my goodness like dude read the room um yeah exactly so so you know there were times where it's like okay Aaron anytime now dude anytime yeah get a clue any yeah. any day now just if, you if you have no, this if there's Sorry, no door, make a door. <laughs> Run through the wall. Do whatever do, you do have a, to. Pull a Beetlejuice, take a piece of chalk, yes. draw the door, draw the little doorknob and walk right through it. Knock three times because this guy just needed to leave and he just wouldn't, you know? Um, I mean, my God. Uh, I think a little bit of a savior complex there, you know? Like, oh, I'm his only friend. Because yeah. Joseph plays up to that. He can tell, like... Oh, he's too polite to like and too kind to like, you know, be like, go to hell. You're freaking me out. This dude like wants to like make me feel better about myself. So I'm going to play up to that. So another another score for Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. This is the time where we say buenas noches or buenos dias. (laughs) Whatever Depending on what works. time, what yeah, whatever time you're listening. Good night, good morning. We're so happy that you uh, found us and checked out this episode on Creep, directed by Patrick Bite Rice. Um, check it out on Netflix. It's one of their better offerings. Jeff, yeah, I'm so happy we got to talk about it. 
Me too. Me too. And hopefully we can talk about the second one at some point. I'm going to watch it. I, I've been putting it off because I'm like, how is it going to be better than this? But I have to realize it doesn't have to be better than this. You know, um, I just I always get nervous with sequels that it's going to be so bad that it's going to take away from, you know, the first one. I'll and say I'm this be- is a well done sequel. OK. All right. I trust you. Yeah. It's All a right. well done sequel. All righty. All right. Peace out, everyone. Bye. See you soon. Game over.